DW Africa Link Vaccines As the world continues to grapple with the coronavirus pandemic, everyone seems to be asking the same question. Where is the vaccine and when will we get it? People imagine that with a vaccine the world could go back to normal. We could travel, lockdowns would be lifted, we could get our lives back. And who wouldn't want that, especially now where millions of people have been under lockdown for months. But as it turns out, finding a vaccine and then rolling it out to all those in need is a long process and really difficult. This is a DW Africa Link special podcast on the coronavirus and I'm Kainebe. Finding a vaccine quickly can also be dangerous. There are many stories of wonder drugs that turned out to have devastating side effects or simply did not work. And some of those wonder drugs just lacked proper testing or even enough research time before they were rolled out. Then, how best to test a vaccine effectively? We talked to Dr. Beata Kampfmann. She directs the Vaccine Center at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Currently, there are over 100 candidates in the preclinical phase of testing for a vaccine worldwide. This phase includes laboratory experiments and could involve animal testing. Human testing is introduced if the results of the preclinical phase are promising. The trial then moves on to the official phase one. This, Kampfmann says, should be done where there is already a high rate of infection. In other words, not Africa. Otherwise, it will be very, very difficult to prove that it was the vaccine that has prevented people from getting the disease as opposed to the disease has just gone away. Africa has seen relatively few COVID-19 cases. But safety also plays an important role. In phase one, the product is tested on healthy human beings who haven't contracted the virus. Two things are established. Is the vaccine safe to use? And does it work? And the security of a vaccine has to be established in high-income countries. In my view, the safety data need to be fairly robust before you go into settings where uh, the population might be more vulnerable because if there are any particular safety issues, the, the volunteers could not be looked after to the same standard as we would be doing in um, resource-rich settings. Only once the safety of the vaccine is established does it make sense to see if it works in other environments. To check that a vaccine works well in other settings is really important, just as much as it is important to check that the vaccine works well in different age groups. For example, including elderly people is really going to be very important for the COVID vaccine development because they are the particularly vulnerable ones, whether they live in Europe or they live in Africa or in Asia. In a pandemic, research institutes need to work together to establish the right scenario in other locations. But this can only happen if the initial results are successful in high-resource countries. However, finding a vaccine is incredibly time-consuming. Tanzania's President John Magufuli instructed the health ministry to accept help from traditional healers. This isn't a case of simply throwing caution to the wind. Traditional medicine is often more widely used or affordable than Western medicine across Africa. And this is not a bad thing, according to infectious diseases specialist Dr. Bertha Ayi. I think it's a step in the right direction. The only place where they would go wrong is if they don't go through the same process of testing on animals, phase one and two. I've had to butt heads with a few people who call themselves traditional African medicine providers who just think that they can come up out of the black
flu, shoot at the hip and just say, oh, I found a cure for COVID. No, we're not going to tolerate that at all. No way. In researching the story, our correspondent in Tanzania, Tulanana Bohela, found out Tanzania's health system is very much entwined with traditional healers. Today, I'm going to make here a composition of mixed herbs. Mm-hmm. I have different different types of... Uh... It is lunchtime in the Lunogelo household, and businesswoman Violet Lunogelo is back from the market. Before she sits down with her family, she brews her herbal steam concoction. How often do you do this per, every day? Well, before I used to be to do it once once in a while, once in, once a week. But these days, because of the pandemic which we have, so twice a day. Like now, one of my girls is out. When she comes back after she has taken bath, I'll tell her to, to steam to steam. Yeah. And after what Magufuli um, said the other day, is this after the words of his, or was it after the pandemic? Like, what do you, do you think it is actually works? Yes, it do. It does. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how do you know? Because there's no cure. Well, there's no cure. But like, uh, let me just tell you. Like uh, today, when I went to the shops, then I met one of my my friends, and she told me her her daughter was sick. She was coughing a lot uh, a day before yesterday. So she took. Uh, she remembered about the lemon syrup. So she took uh, lemon and uh, ginger. She boiled and then uh, with honey. And after some time, the cough went out. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure it helps. I'm sure it helps. Unlike other East African countries, Tanzania recognizes traditional or alternative medicine. Experts of traditional medicine are not taught in certified institutions, but get their position mainly through hereditary apprenticeship. The Traditional and Alternative Medicines Act of 2002 governs regulation, the production of the medicines, the protectioners, the transportation and production of the medications. Bonventura Malongo, Permanent Secretary of the Association for Herbal Medicine and Environmental Protection, says herbal medicines are not uncommon in the country and worldwide. The knowledge that exists within herbal medicine, the treatments are derived from herbal medicines, the dosage or ways to make the herbs, if we combine all that plus expertise, we believe we have a big part to play in the finding a permanent treatment to corona after conducting some stringent and thought-through research. Dr. Frank Minja, a Tanzanian physician, has been monitoring COVID-19 cases in the region. He is concerned that Tanzanians may become over-reliant on herbal remedies and forget hygiene. Traditional medicines are very good at uh, uh, reducing symptoms, and uh, this has to be distinguished between actually being a cure, um, so that, that there is no known cure for this uh, COVID-19 disease, uh, so that's for one, whether with a Western medicine or traditional medicine, uh, one of my biggest fears that people may indeed uh, reduce their washing of hands, reduce their social distancing, uh, and instead rely on these uh, herbal remedies as uh, they may hear that these are an exact cure for the disease. But with no viable alternatives currently available, Tanzanians may continue to turn to traditional medicine to combat COVID-19. Tula Nana Bohela with that report from Dar es Salaam. While Western and Asian countries have taken the lead in trying to develop a vaccine, some African countries have turned inwards in finding solutions that reach more people. And until a safe vaccine comes along, there seems to be little alternative. This was a DW Africa Link special podcast on the coronavirus. 
This episode was brought to you by Emily Gordine and myself, Kainebe. Please stay safe and join us again next time. Thank you.